Hello, Mountain Brook families. Hope you all are doing well. This is Donald Clayton, principal at Mountain Brook Junior High. I'm joined by Dr. Dickie Barlow, our superintendent, and Amanda Hood, our director of student services. We're back with you today to talk about a few specifics. One in particular is that Governor Ivey's mask mandate ends today, and we want to talk about what that means for us um, at the school system, and then also talk about a few other specifics, um, and then just some general reflection um, as well. We're in the spring season, and so things are, are, are moving quickly towards the end um, of May, and so we just kind of want to spend some time giving you a little heads up and update about uh, what's coming um, over these last few weeks of the school year. Um, Dr. Barlow, now that Governor Ivey is, is about to end this mask order um, today, what does that mean for our schools? Are we going to see any changes? Well, Donald, that's, that's a good question. We just sent out an email just, uh, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Um, talking about what does this mean for our school system and when we talk about the mandate basically what we're saying is the governor has gone from an order to recommendations and so the recommendation is still from the governor is that we mask um, with when we're within six feet of one another what we've said as a school system is you know we've made it this far we've got six and a half seven weeks to go um, why, why change? Everything's going really well. Our numbers are way down. Um, as we've talked about before, our students are resilient. They're, they're doing everything they need to do. So let's just stay the course, so to speak. And so we sent a letter out saying that what, how we've changed is when you're outside the school building, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Before, what we said was, hey, once you step on our property, you got to have a mask on. Right. And now what we're saying is you don't have to have a mask on unless you're within six feet of other people. But once you step in our building, we have to wear a mask because we want to keep this. We're, we're in a good spot right now, and we want to finish strong, and then we can reconvene in the summer and decide what needs to happen. So that's the biggest thing as far as the mask mandate is the governor's gone from order to recommendation, and we're taking that recommendation seriously, and we're going to continue with masking inside the school building. Great. You you mentioned, and we talk a little bit about, you know, when you come in the building, you definitely have that mask on, or when you're within six feet of someone, that could potentially impact events, you know, at elementary schools and even the junior high and the high school of things that are coming up this spring. Kind of what can we expect from our schools as far as events go? You know, we're a year away from last year where we pretty much just said, hey, we can't do those things, and where we had to right. think really, really creatively because of restrictions and so with this this current season and being in a good place what can we expect um, for events from our schools yeah that's a great question you bring up a great point last year we basically said we can't do anything we're mm -hmm. done um, this year what we're saying we're flipping that and saying um, we want to do everything we can mm -hmm. we, what we're trying to do is move towards normalcy and when we say normalcy what we mean is 2019 before March 13th and so we want to move towards that and so we've had conversations throughout our school district at this point saying let's do everything we can to go back to normal however we want to stay as safe as possible and so we want to make sure we're wearing masks and we're distancing and so what that requires is that we want to do everything we can but we're probably going to move everything we can outside 
right now spring is perfect time of year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know the weather's great outside, and so we're we're trying to move everything we can outside. And we've talked to our schools and our principals are on board and talking about all right, what can we do? What do we usually do in the spring? And let's make sure we do that. Now, I'll just give you a without you know going down this rabbit hole and mention everything each school is going to do because each school is different. Um, secondary is different from elementary. Um, junior high is different from high school. You know, Brookwood Forest is different than Cherokee Bend and, you know, um, Crestline and Mountain Brook. I got to mention every school. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so everything's different because, you know, we're site-based managed. Um, and so you're going to see different stuff, but principals are going to um, announce that to the people. But, you know, like prom, we're going to do everything we can. That we're going to have prom. We're having graduations at all our elementary schools and at the high school. I know that we're having different events, like I think you're having an event tonight, or or you had one last night. That's right, so, a rising seventh grade parent night. Usually we do that in one evening, everybody's indoors. This year we're going to do it over two evenings, over a week, and it'll be outdoors. Um, and look, we, we know what the purpose of, of that event is, is to welcome our families to Mount Brook Junior High, and we can still do that. And so um, it's gonna, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, mm-hmm. to be outside, and it, it, it just kind of feel um, almost like a picnic. Well, yeah. those things are so important, I mean, to the culture of our school, Absolutely. the culture of our community. And so, you know, I think we felt missing those things mm-hmm. over the course of the past year. And so there is this sense of excitement and hope that we get to just reconnect again, even mm-hmm. though we still have to, you know, be distanced and we still have to do those things. Um, I think creativity has thrived, particularly yeah. within, you know, in our schools with principals really thinking about with their leadership teams, how do we do what we do, but still keep people safe? And so I think this spring, will, I think, will be full of those opportunities mm-hmm. um, for parents to engage with schools and kids to reconnect and be able to experience some of the things that maybe maybe we missed out on last year. You know, and that that is big because I remember last year we we were looking at Honors Day at the right. junior high and we're like, oh man, w- we can't do this like we've always done it. But these kids have poured themselves into this school year and they have they deserve these honors. Mm-hmm. And so we had to ask, how might we do this safely? And so we ended up doing an honors day dash where we drove around to homes to deliver the awards. And it was great. It was bad for my gas mileage on my truck, but um, (laughs) it was, it was a great event. And so I think that's the place us principals are in is how might we do this, um, do the things we do safely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm pretty excited about some of the creativity um, that you mentioned, Amanda, that that comes out of that. I'm pretty excited about how those things um, will happen. I think some of those might stick around in different ways. Yeah, and we have a lot more flexibility this spring. Last sure. spring, we had no flexibility. Mm-hmm. This year, we have a lot more flexibility. And so I think what people are going to see is they're going to drive by our schools and they're going to see, you know, groups outside or chairs outside and a podium and, uh, you know, um, a principal talking as you're driving by and you're thinking, hey, well, I wonder what that is. And it potentially could be an honors day program mm-hmm. or a th- awards day or, you know, you'll I think what I, th- I mean, we can name just a few things. I think you're going to see carnivals at elementary mm-hmm. schools, you know, or spring flings, yeah. different runs. You know, I think the award stuff is really big, just recognizing students for their work and achievement over the course of the year. I mean, obviously graduations. I mean, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of time and effort um, because 
those are final moments for kids in school buildings. And so how to celebrate those things um, so that those kids have those moments to look back on. Yeah. yeah I just ask you, if I'm doing the speech that you don't honk your horn when you drive by. That's my <laughs> question. <laughs> but, you know, and we've had to think about where we do things. Like we usually have graduation off-site at mm-hmm. the high school. Well, all the other places have really limited spaces. And they've said if you come on our campus or wherever, you can only bring this many people. And so we're having it at the um, stadium. You know, where we can, we're still going to socially distant and distance and, but we're, you know, we're going to put as many people as we can safely in there. And, um, so we're, we're trying to think of all the things that we can do, especially our principals at each local school and on what we can do to help students feel like we're back, Yeah, you know, and same with parents too. I mean, we talk about students all the time, but this is really a community issue. You know, we, we have a lot of people who are just dying to talk to one another again and haven't felt safe in doing so or have, have felt restricted in some way. And so, and we know, we understand that the school is the hub of this community. And so that's where a lot of people come together to meet, to talk, to laugh, to cry. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we're 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 glad that we're able to loosen up. This mm-hmm. is we're we're all thrilled about this, and we're hoping that this will will we can continue to do this until one day we walk into school with no mask and we feel safe and we do what we do at school. Yeah, so much to look forward to this coming spring in 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 a safe way um, to to have these events, but so much has also happened this mm-hmm. year. And when I say this year, I can say this this academic year and also this calendar year um, in the sense that it's been about a year, uh, a little over a year since all of this has, has started. What do you think has been the greatest point, um, broadly speaking, the greatest point of growth for our school system and our community through this, this year? Well, I'll, I'd like to hear what y'all have to say too, but I'll go ahead and start off. <laughs> I, I've always started every conversation that we've had. I mean, I could talk about how we've changed the way we uh, work at the central office and, you know, how we've uh, delegated and, you know, all those kind of things, which are all true. And our leadership styles, I think, have changed tremendously during this time because we've needed each and every person to do their part. That's not the biggest thing for me. I, every time we talk about the pandemic, the first thing I have to talk about is our teachers. And our teachers have changed the way they've done school and education. And I think what we're going to see is that education is going to change pretty significantly in the, in the coming years because we realize that we're not bound by four walls in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different ways to teach. That technology does allow us to do different things in the classroom and outside the classroom. And I'll tell you the other thing that, um, you know, a few years ago there was all this talk about virtual school and how teachers were not going to be needed. And I think that conversation has been put to rest. Mm -hmm. um, Right. Because in our conversations, what we've heard from parents and from students is that I need to be in front of my teacher. I need that relationship with that teacher. I need somebody telling me not only what to do and how to do it, but tell me that I can do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been diving off of that. I, I've been very intrigued 
um, to watch how I think it's easy when you go masked and your distance or even last spring when we weren't here to say, uh, you, you know, I just I can't make that relationship. I mean, it's just the, the situation doesn't allow that to happen. But in a point of growth, I, I think what has happened is it's kind of reaffirmed or galvanized our culture of togetherness and, and relationships. And instead of saying, hey, I can't do that, teachers have found ways. You know, I, I think everybody is it's their own story of being tired of a Google Meet or Zoom or whatever you're involved in in, in personal life or in school. But um, there was a time when it was like a badge, like, oh, we're doing a Google Meet. But now you'll hear a teacher say, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to meet with them on a Google Meet because that is a, another way to get connected with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's not the way, right? And so I think that in the midst of all this, there's still just been the hyper focus on the value of we can't do this unless we're together and in a relationship and we got to know one another. And that's, that's been reaffirming for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it's been, you know, we've always been a school system and in, in most cases, a community that, I mean, we're really consistent and I think growth. And that's one of the reasons why I think there's some, there's success here is because the consistency provides opportunity for slow incremental growth that really is sustainable versus big sweeping changes. And we've just finished a year where we've been forced into big, quick changes. And for me, it's just that I think we we realized we had to work differently and that didn't always feel good. We didn't get to do things the way that we normally do them or have conversations the way that we normally have them. And so, but through that, we did it, you know, and we, the focus was how do we keep our kids in school long-term, not make the quick decision, but make the right long-term decision. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, that has been a point of growth for us that we just realizing we can do that and sustain, sustain those quick changes if we have to, even though we don't prefer that and that we did it for the benefit of, our kids being in school and our community continuing to be able to work and run, mm-hmm. you know, as normally as we possibly could. Yeah. yeah. So last main question here uh, or discussion is um, kind of as you reflect on, on everything and where we are currently, what's, what's your biggest takeaway? I think I'd have to fall back on re- really the resiliency of students. Um, you know, it's, it's been a hard year mm-hmm. for everyone and everyone has had their individual situations that we might not be able to identify with, but they're going through it. And so, but every day we see 4,300 students come to school um, and they're having to wear a mask over their face. And, mm-hmm. you know, a year ago that would have been, we'd have looked at each other and said, what? And, um, and there's been some pretty significant changes in the classroom and how we change classes and how we do work. And for the most part, our students have just fallen in line and saying, tell me what to do. And by the way, I think we can do this better. What if we did this? You know, can we do this? And so they, uh, I haven't seen a complaining spirit in our students, which has been really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, we always say, or so there's that saying, youth is wasted on the youth. 
um, it's not wasted on them. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, they've fought through this. You know, we have athletic teams that have had to do everything differently. Mm-hmm. Learning has been different. Um, we haven't been able to do clubs the way we usually do mm-hmm. or homecoming or, you know, the way we do elementary pickup or, uh, you know, you, everything has been different mm-hmm. and yet they have made it through our kindergartners, you know, um, those sweet little kindergartners, you know, are running around with masks on and they're, uh, I'm just proud of our students. How about yeah, that? Absolutely. What about you, Donald? I, 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 w- I think I would be able to echo that in the, I see a lot of, I don't literally see smiles because we're masked, but when they say you smile with your eyes, I see, I see the resiliency that that Dr. Barley's talking about, and I just it's 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 reassuring, it's comforting, it's um, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I think one of the things for me is underscoring the importance of trust that happens between a community and their school system, mm-hmm. and just how important that is, especially in years like this and just grateful that, you know, this community does value school so much mm-hmm. in such a big way. And, um, through ups and downs this year, that's the thing I always walked away understanding and valuing even more was the partnership that happens and, um, how much of our community is connected through our school system. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it just continues to reemphasize the importance of what we do and how we do it. Yeah. So much, so much good to take away um, from a very difficult situation and still so much to do um, as we go forward. Um, and, and like Dr. Barlow said, the, the recommendation that we're following to, to stay masked um, and to stay distanced and the, and the commitment to do those things. Um, Dr. Barlow, anything uh, else you'd like to share with us uh, before we close? Well, just some closing thoughts, you know, just to bring clarity. We are wearing masks indoors. We're not necessarily wearing masks outdoors if you're um, over six feet or if you're socially distancing. So just to make that clear. But also other things that we want to make clear is that we're continuing to clean our buildings. Um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do the things that we need to do to mitigate this virus because it's not over with. And I think um, one of the things that you said, Donald, before we turn the uh the podcast on is that let's not spike the ball on the 10 yard line before we (laughs) run into the end zone right and so we've got a few you know we've got a few more weeks to go and let's finish strong i would like to just say to everyone thank you for um the way that you've managed your families during this time and we want to acknowledge that it's been extremely difficult for you and for our community as it has for our school system. And so um, I would, you know, one of the things that we've talked about all the time is grace, you know, towards one another, forgiveness towards one another. And um, I'd like to thank the community for their grace and their ability to forgive because we've always said through this thing, we don't know if we're doing it right. What we're doing is trying to take the information we have and making the best decision we can at this time. And that's been our strategy um, is to do the best thing we can at that time. Because I think we're going to look back in five years and say, ooh, why did we do that? Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But right now we can't see that far. And so thank you to the community and thank you for your patience and your grace towards the school system. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mountain Brook families. Uh, thank you for listening and, and joining us. Uh, and we just hope that you have a wonderful spring. Hope your students are really looking forward to the events and different things that the schools have coming up. As always, we hope you guys stay well. Thanks. Thanks.